See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Oh my god. We are back once again. That's right. It's time for Slow Robot A Go Go. Big show 302. Like the Ford Mustang motor. Not at all. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, of course the show dedicated to B through Z grade movies. Mostly Z grade. Today is going to be uh, an interesting edition I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a B movie per se. It kinda is. I don't know. It's a. Eh, we'll get to that when we get to it. Ah, first, of course, like always, we'll go through what we've, what I've watched this week, and uh, you know, I had a really interesting group of of movies I watched. Um, you know, it, it was a kind of a have a couple beers and relax Saturday and Sunday, and those are my favorite. I did some work, but also did some drinking. Like I'm gonna do tonight, uh, but so you know, I start out with the Guardians of the Galaxy two. Uh, last week I watched Guardians of the Galaxy one. Uh, believe it or not, I borrowed this from my mother. She has all these DVDs or Blu-rays. I'm sorry of the. Uh, she has like all the superhero stuff, Thor's and uh, all the uh, Avengers and Captain Americas and Iron Man and all that stuff. I don't have any of that stuff, uh, but I kind of watched the I watched the first Guardians of the Galaxy like like. A long time ago, and I was like, eh, and I didn't get it, or I didn't like it, or I didn't even know what I was watching, maybe, and, I, and then I gave it another try, because everyone was swept up in Guardians of the Galaxy fever, and I really liked it, and I was like, maybe I missed something, so, you know, then I watched uh, one and two, um, and I was like, boy, it, then I, I got it, I understood that it was a, a, a Marvel movie, you know, so it was all based off of some... Uh, comic books and stuff like that, so it was good. And and, I, and since then I'm starting to really enjoy it. I have a feeling tonight I'll be watching Deadpool. I saw that twice, and that's uh, I like that a lot more than I thought I was going to. So that's a good thing. All right, uh, then I watched. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, what did I write down here? Shit Show, A.K.A. 2047. Sights of Death. Oh yeah, that was just some. Oh, cat! Being recorded in front of a live feline audience, and she just decided to jump up. That's my cat Zoltan. So, 2047 sights of death um, must have sucked because I wrote arg. Uh, and then I watched Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Ace Ventura. I took a trip down memory lane. Uh, for those of you who only know, like, if you're a younger listener and you listen, you only know like Jim Carrey from. What he's become. Uh, there was there was a time, long time, that he was very funny and he he could do no wrong and uh, you know he had uh, Dumb and Dumber and the Mask and he was coming off in Living Color, very funny stuff. And Ace Ventura one and to some degree two, uh, they're just of a time period. Like I remember it very fondly. I talked about this a couple times. You know, uh, there was a lot going on in my life. I had just moved to Florida young couple, young, you know, just everything was happening, you know, and, and it's not that I really liked the 90s that much, but there was a couple movies that I watched a lot of, you know, uh, Austin Powers and Ace Ventura and 
some of the funnier, sillier ones from that time period. And this is one, and, and it, to me, they hold up. I, I know they're probably very dated to somebody watching it now, but I don't know. I, I, I just think they're very funny, and it, I, I enjoyed watching it. Every time I put it in, a, I can say it line for line, but every time I watch it, I just kind of laugh and have a great time and go, oh, oh, Jim Carrey, what happened? Uh, <clears throat> then, I, then I watched a... What do they call that when you uh, binge watch? I binge watched Coach Snoop. That's right. Snoop Dogg, Snoop, Snoop Double D O Double G, or Snoop Lion, or whatever his name is now. There's a Coach Snoop is a it's, it's Netflix original. They're they're all about Netflix originals now. So Netflix original is it's they have a they're showing a season. He's a he coaches these kids. He doesn't coach them. But he he funds it or whatever. It's a it's a league. It's a, like for a, for a, like middle school kids. It's good. I mean I don't know. It's he's been doing this doing it since 2005, and you know it's the it's like very dedicated to give these kids a reason to not be on the streets gang banging. And yeah, there was some very poignant times during these this show where he talks about. Uh, wh- how he grew up, where he, what the things he did, and he, you know, and, and the mistakes they've made, and yes, he is a, uh, you know, very rich, and and he made it, but many of his friends didn't make it. They were killed, you know, drug dealing and AIDS and all the other stuff that goes along with the fun of that lifestyle, you know. And there, and it was just some like some of the kids having tough times, and you know, and I guess it's a legitimate thing because a lot of the. I, I read an article that a lot of the, the, the players from his league and from his mentoring system, you know, get into the, uh, into the, into the, uh, college ranks. Some of them get to the NFL, you know, and that's, that's great that, you know, when you think about that kind of stuff, it makes a difference. I, I really do think, cause they, he talked about how he flies them to, to play in other, like in Seattle, they, you know, he, he flies them to different places to play. I know they showed one of the they showed him flying to the uh they flew into Fort Lauderdale and and t- got an ass kicking. Um the Fort Lauderdale team was pretty tough. Uh but you know and, and he's like these kids have to know there's life outside of the four blocks around their house and you start to think about that and you're like holy crap, you know, you, you don't I never thought of it that way. I know a, a kid growing up in a small town like I did, a small Pennsylvania town, very rural, very just stupid farm town i was a stupid kid i i didn't embrace learning or growth or anything i was just a dumb idiot and uh, you know and i went to college and kind of expanded my mind a little bit and and grew a little bit and then coming to florida wow you know i literally fell off the turnip truck that night didn't literally fall off the turnip truck but you know a couple of hayseeds showing up in the big city you learn some harsh lessons quick and I know Tampa, Clearwater area, that's not like big city, but it is a city. And I don't care what anyone says. Florida's pretty rough. Uh, then I watched Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. This was one that I was like looking on Netflix. I, I had I was like, we gotta I gotta get my Netflix in order. I was I got went down to one disc per you know, at a time. I used to do three and I was like, We gotta save some money, so cut back to one disc at a time and and the ones that were showing up were like, what the hell is this? You know, so then I was like, well, I got to get this in order. So I went and deleted off a bunch of crap. And then I saw, I was like, wait, there was another dead, there was another Pirates of the Caribbean. 
uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. The Caribbean, it's Caribbean. Because uh, I like the first one or two. I've watched them all, you know. And I was like, wait, this is from like last year, and I, j- I just I don't know how I completely missed it. Uh, eh, it was all right. I watched it. It moves along. It's it's uh, they. They are what they are. I'll, I'll put it that way. You know, it's like um, I, I, you you wouldn't think that that this would have such legs that it would just keep going and going, but it does. And it you know it, it's all right. I I didn't think it was a great installment, but it wasn't terrible either. These are all well-made movies. You know, the kind of stock characters at this point. You're like whatever. You know. So all right, then uh, after that I put I watched. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah. Uh, Who framed Roger Rabbit? That was a. Uh, that was a Monday night watch because I came home in the in the in the ugliest nastiest of mood nastiest of moods, and uh, that was a vain attempt at cheering myself up, cause um, pretty rough week. Sometimes uh, you don't know how many more days like that you have in you. You know, you, you you crawl out of work and you're just beaten up, tired, stressed out. Nothing went right. Nothing's good, and you're like, oh, I don't want to go back. But Roger Rabbit was a funny movie. Uh, you know. It didn't. When you watch it now, it doesn't work as far as like they try to do that animation with real life things moving and stuff like that. And it, it did okay for the time, but when you watch it now, you're like, because mm, we're so used to things being perfect with CG and and that kind of stuff. So you know, this was old style. You know, make the thing move with a what, a, however, you know. Uh, but it was it was all right. And then uh, and then finally, uh, Men in Black one. I have a feeling I'll probably end up watching Men in Black 2 at some point as well. Um, I I don't think there's a third one, is there? There might be a third one. I don't even know. Oof. Uh, they're okay. I, I thought they were... I, I think, uh, again, they are of their time, but eh, I don't mind them. I don't mind watching them. They're, they're kind of funny. I, you know, so the first one, for sure, I liked a lot. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is, a, is <laughs> quite a character... And he, him and Will Smith played out, played well off each other. So, uh, you know, quality stuff. All right, let's take a trailer break. And then when we get back, we're going to get uh, into it. Invasion USA, man. Wow. No, yeah, <laughs> Invasion USA. No, that's a Chuck Norris movie. That'll be here one day. No, this is... I'm doing Invasion UFO. You're like, what? Okay. Uh, I'll be back in a minute to tell you all about what this is and why it is. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Minnie Me loves chocolate. Scotty Do. What? I like chocolate fine. I just. Scotty Do. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, this is very familiar. Hang on, let me do what I do. Uh, would you stop? How about an hour? How about a what? How about an hour? What do you. How about an hour? I don't even. How about an hour? Honestly, isn't this. How about you do, ladies and gentlemen, Scotty Do? Where Westworld stops, Future World begins. Future World, offering fantasy, sensuality, and adventure. Complete satisfaction guaranteed. Entrance fee, $1,200 a day. Exit fee, your life. Peter Fonda, Blythe Danner, Arthur Hill, and Yule Brynner as the gunslinger in Future World. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Welcome to the house of Madame Kitty, the most exclusive house of pleasure in Berlin. 
Around you, you see the most famous people in Nazi Germany. Everybody who is anybody is here tonight. And there are Madame Kitty's girls. They're beautiful. And they will do anything you want. Anything. But I will tell you a secret that none of the men here know. You must keep your mouth shut. Because all the girls work for the Gestapo. They will report everything you say to them. So later, maybe the Gestapo will blackmail you or even shoot you for what you said. But don't worry. You're here at Madame Kitty's to have fun. So enjoy yourself. The night is young. Trans-American Films presents Madame Kitty, starring Helmut Berger and Ingrid Tulin. A true story. Rated X. Hello. Hey, Dante. Is Alex there? Hold on. Phone's for you. I think it's the devil. In Copenhagen, it was like Black Friday, when fabulous Dagmar, every stunning, sensuous inch of her, turned over to her lover and said, I've had enough of this rack race. I'm never coming back. No earth creature born was so exquisite as Dagmar. Leggy, porcelain soft skin, all over luscious, a dedicated artisan at her trade's perfection. And two, her dazzling array of co-workers made Paris second-rate for jet-set swingers. Most astonishing collection of Scandinavian beauties ever. Sensually bold, as torrid as if you were there in the very same bedroom. Dagmar's Hot Pants Incorporated, where other films have yet to dare. Rated X. Tell me, you're not afraid of sex, are you? Got my pistol point cocked, ready to lay shots non-stop until I see your monkey ass drop. And let your homies know who done it. Alright, now we are back for the movie du jour. Uh, as I said, I picked um, Invasion UFO. Now I chose this, I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. I kind of saw a clip on, uh, on YouTube and it showed some plucky gals with some pink, or some purple bobbed hair in these uh, silver jumpsuits looking pretty sexy and I said you know what yes please so I downloaded it and I didn't know anything about it I started watching it and I was like oh wait I know what this is I could tell what it was as I was watching it and I was like is this made for TV well it's made from TV I'll put it that way I guess in the UK and I did some digging after I watched it I watched the movie and I was like oh, it was okay you know uh, but I could f- you could feel that it was like episodic TV, kinda, and what it was, was this was one that was built, pieced together from three uh, television shows, I guess it must have been a three-part series, uh, called, uh, you know, called Invasion U- UFO, and uh, this this was a UK thing, and then it came over to America, I guess, in, in 1980, I don't know what that was about, but whatever, it was a little bit confusing, because I was like, this. it said 1980 when I downloaded it. But then it was when I looked up it says 1974 so I was like okay what's that thing so anyway the the story is that there is like this this clandestine super like uh, secret military organization called Shadow uh, it's the Supreme Headquarters Alien Defense Organization yeah it just rolls right off your tongue right uh, so you know it, it's set up and they're like they were like oh 
we'll, we'll have this together in 10 years. And you're like, 10 years later. And I was like, okay, wait, what? Like, they just flash forward to when this was a thing. And uh, <clears throat> the whole place is run by uh, Ed Bishop, who plays Commander Ed Striker. Stracker. S-T-R-A-K-R. A-E-R. It's like striker, whatever. So, and he plays the biggest jerk that's ever jerked on jerk face, jerkitude. You know, he he is totally like, ah, like too really wound tight. You know, one of those guys. And you're like, eh, I don't know, okay. And it, right off the bat, as this is playing out, you know, 70s UK. It's got a lot of. It's mixing up a lot of stuff. It's got a lot of Bond influence in that when things are happening, when they're when they're doing stuff like you know, there's an underwater scene where they're they're kind of going along, and then there's a, there's a, a couple flight scenes because in the 70s people love seeing jets and planes and stuff, and it also has a lot of influence from the you know from like this this space stuff because of course 70s. Uh, the, it gets influenced by Bond in that like in the underwater stuff. It takes its time, like it. It like if you watch a Bond movie, especially the older ones. Now the newer ones are just might as well be you know Iron Man and and whatever else. They're just crazy action, whatever. Uh, but the the older Bond took its time. Like they showed things happening. They showed like if, when there was an underwater scene, they had those the little personal like hover scuba motors that would like help you float around or help you uh, help you uh, glide faster it, it showed it it showed it taking its time it showed it kind of moving you through the water where now it's everything's all amped up you know so this has a lot of that where it's a lot of the slow moving showing you stuff showing you how things like interlock into each other like there's a plane that kind of takes off out of the back of another plane in space and that's it shows it disengaging and then like kind of coming up over it and taking off because their whole thing is like, Oh, we're really, we're really hidden, you know? And uh, like, so no one knows about this stuff. And you're like, okay, the whole thing opens up with this, this there's like a blaster fight in the woods. You're like, I don't know what this is about, you know? And, but this is at the very end, you find out what that was about. So then like there was, that was like the inciting incident that started shadow, the secret uh, headquarters, Supreme Headquarters Alien Defense. I have no. So anyway, that incident started like Shadow, who set up like a lunar base and spaceships. And I think this is set in 1980. And I was like, yeah, yeah, in the year 1980. Uh, is, oh, that's when it was set up. So then I guess, I guess because they said 10 years later. So I guess the attack would have been 90s. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I don't think they said it, and I usually catch that kind of stuff because I always listen for it, you know. And, and so they set this thing up, and it's and it's a lot of. I was like, no, oh no, this is gonna be a short show for a slow robot because it's a lot of that stuff you can't talk about. Like, okay, they they, they there's no politics involved. There's no real. The story arc isn't about personal growth, characters remain who they are so it's not like there's any resolution like the jerky commander learns gets his comeuppance and learns to be more caring of his crew or you know like they like in wrote like in the late the, the the last jedi you know there was a very poignant scene when 
I forget what the guy's name is. Who cares? The, the, like the kind of the new Han Solo character. He takes a bunch of ships and they blow up. Uh, they 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 make an attack on some on some ships that are, are some of the Imperial fighters, and they lose a lot of people, but they do blow it up. And then when he comes back, they're like, yeah, but at what cost? We lost all those people, you know. And and it was one of those things where you're like, oh, personal growth, isn't that great? So you know that that adds a lot to movies. I mean, I know some people don't like it or some people don't think it does it should be but like if you're just and this happens with all a lot of the movies that you watch especially like the knockoff space stuff and the b movies generally i don't it's just because like one person wrote it or one or two people wrote it and nobody went over the script and nobody doctored the script or 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 revised the story a couple times over so there was like that's kind of part of a good story is overcoming something or or what like per like you're watching somebody on screen and you know it kind of maybe it breaks down barriers like you know or like saving private ryan where you know the person they end up going to save was was actually super hardcore even though the whole time they're like oh what is you went to save this little soft sissy boy and like oh okay you know like saying something, breaking down preconceived notions. This one does not do any of that. It it, it, it literally it it kind of they they pieced it together and you know, and this was famous. They did this all the time with Japanese move uh shows. Any Japanese show that had any kind of uh following was instantly hacked up and put together into a movie, you know. And then subsequently Ten more Gamera movies came out, and ten more whatever movies. You know, they like they they kind of perfected that. I will say the model work in this one is good. It's an interesting mixture of model work, actual vehicles. Um, they used a lot of stuff, a lot of special effects, a lot of stuff that even looked a little bit better than than, than the Star Wars stuff. And I'm not. I like Star Wars. I like the Star Wars uh, special effects. I, I, I've referenced it twice so far, this movie, this show. I don't, I don't know why. You know, the, the original one, when you watch the original Star Wars, the unedited version, which I have, I just got, I watched it a couple times. It, it was it was awesome because it was of the 70s. It was, it, things weren't perfect. And that's the way I like the sci-fi movies that I watch. You know, and that's how, this one has some uh, some of that stuff where, you know, things don't line up perfectly or, you know, things were rotoscoped in. But overall, it did a pretty good job of the model work. It did a good job of, of the uh, mixing in these kind of things. So, basically, there's a lot of watching things fly. There's a wa- lot of watching water, you know, things underwater. You know, that is a nice, easy way to pad things out and keep things moving. Uh, you know, so these movies and most B movies will have quite a bit of that. And as I said, 70s, we we loved jets back then. I think I think we were jet crazy, and not the jets, you know, not like the football team. Although maybe we might have been the Joe Montana jets, or not Joe Montana. Oh my God, Joe Montana. Yeah, remember when Joe Montana played for the Jets? No, Joe Namath. That's what I was thinking of. When we were Joe Namath and Jets, I think we were kind of the Joe Namath crazy. I don't know about the seventies. Ah, who cares? I don't care. Anyway, so you know, so we there's a lot of jets flying around, and they, you know they they have uh, they have jets that come out of the water because everything's hidden, you know. And then they have like 
a moon base. That's their central operations. That's where the plucky gals, which show no nudity. I was pretty disappointed about that because these are pretty, pretty shagorific. Yeah, baby gals. Uh, and, and also has a little bit of a man from uncle feel to it, you know. So, so to get into it, you know, and uh, a, a, a UFO comes, and and they engage it, and they shoot it down, and it crashes in the water, and they go get it. Now they have a, an alien, you know, to poke and prod. It's still alive, and they they take parts off of its eyes and find out that they, you know, they have eyes like us and then they as, as it dies and then they do an autopsy and they're like well this thing has all parts and they're all transplants from humans I mean, that's kind of weird you know they have one lung and he said like a thyroid and something like, that. like so they they kind of establish that these aliens have been coming to earth and like grabbing parts like we're, we're like a parts pile for them doesn't make a whole lot of logical sense, but I guess, eh, whatever, you know, maybe if they grabbed a couple of people and then they're like, oh, look, we can use their parts for, so, you know, the alien dies, and then this is where there's like this scene where, where, uh, you know, uh, the uh, uh, striker, commander striker, uh, kind of goes off the, off the kilter a little bit, and he's like, just imagine, they have a world on the 100 million years, or 100 million miles from us, and they're like, their world is dying, and they're they're they don't they can't reproduce, and they're they're you know they're struggling to make it. So they find Earth, and they they they're gonna they view us as as a commodity, like not as people, but as like like how we look at food, like you know. And I was like, okay, I guess you know, but he was very he was reaching for it, man. That that was his scene. That was like his uh, his moment for the Oscar. So you know, then they're kind of saying this is very serious war. All right, we're going to take a trailer break, and then we come back, we're going to finish it out. It's going to be a short show this week, because not a whole lot to talk about with this one. Some, but, you know, so we'll... Okay, I'll be right back. Here's some trailers to listen to and enjoy. What an incredible smell you've discovered. You have failed me for the last time, Admiral. She's a runaway. Unwanted. Too poor to pay her way. Too proud to go back. Tonight, she'll have a new home. In the school for unclaimed girls. School for unclaimed girls. The runaways. Girls who are one step up from the gutter and one kiss away from jail. School for unclaimed girls. Sisters of the streets who thought they had it made, only to find themselves used, abused, and abandoned. Now they were all together in a perfumed zoo for teenage she-cats. Come here, you! Get away from me! See School for Unclaimed Girls, where a gal is graded on guts, gall, and how she plays the game. School for Unclaimed Girls, rated R. Under 17, not admitted without a parent. School for Unclaimed Girls. At the Dragon Art Theater, U.S. 441 between Alachua and High Springs. It's behind the theater. A motorcycle track with races this weekend. See the big bikes race at unbelievable speeds. See daring riders compete for prizes and trophies. See riders jump fantastic heights over each other on the exciting motocross track. See it all for just $2 general admission. Motorcycle races sanctioned by American Motorcycle Association. Behind the Dragon Art Theater. Practice at 11. Races start at 1 p.m. Sunday. I miss you more than my 
the mark when he made Pearl Harbor. I miss you more than that movie missed the point. And that's an awful lot, girl. And now, now you've gone away. And all I'm trying to say is Pearl Harbor sucked. finished with you, you can take what's left and feed it to the dogs. Hard women. There are no stop signs for them. It's go all the way. Hard women. They do what they have to do. They can't help themselves. Hard women. So hard to know. So hard to forget. Hard women. The wilder they are, the harder they fall. Hard women are really something else. Something else. Something else. From Independent International, rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. <clears throat> hey, Farva. What's the name of that restaurant you like with all the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? No! Oh. You're about shenanigans, right? Put those away! Yes, hard women. Yikes. Okay, so uh, oh, before I get rolling here, I would like to also say, you know, I do a couple other shows. You know, I, 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 I'm very proud of this one, and, and you know, I, I feel that, uh, you know, I'm very proud of all the 300 and some shows we've done. Uh, but I also we started up a new one. Uh, I do a show on RadioStPete.com. It's a, it's called uh, the Indie Circuit. And now what I've done is I've also added a second hour uh, called Saki Bamagogo. So I have a two-hour block every Sunday night from 10 to midnight, um, playing music. And the second second uh, ha- second hour is all kind of like Japanese punk and uh, a lot of fun. And I, I I like that I like the show and if you check it out if you can uh, go to RadioStPete.com or you can of course go to Facebook I made pages for there's a page for Slow Robot you know where I put uh, what movie we've done each week so you can go back through the archives and you can also go to Facebook for uh, Saki Bamagogo or the Indie Circuit and see what I've been playing. All right enough of the shilling back to the show. So after the this is serious and this is all at war. They shoot down another one. They engage another uh, UFO comes out of nowhere. They don't know where they're coming from. So this UFO comes out of nowhere and he gets shot down. And this time it crashes in the um, in the woods. 
And the commander is very strict. He's like, I want this brought in, otherwise, uh, you know, I'm you're gonna there's gonna be hell to pay. He, he kind of ratchets up, saying, Don't you don't you mess? I need to see the alien. I need the alien alive. I want the ship. Blah blah blah. So they send three like. They, they land in Canada. This thing crashes, and they land in Canada on this plane, and they come out with these big roving tank tread trucks. Um, and these must have been actual UK military issue because they were not made for this show. They were actual things. So the first one, they go to engage it, and the, the, the UFO that's crashed still has its firepower, so it blows the truck up, and it kills them. The second one comes up and on the hill, and they go, okay, get out, and now just kind of like run up on it and see what you can do. And here the aliens are out of the ship. And we have like a firefight thing. And uh, one of the guys, the commander, goes around back. Of, uh, the commander of this ship, you know, of this little, I mean, uh, of the little truck. There's a three-team. They're shooting. And there's a pretty good firefight thing in this woods. Uh, and he comes around, the, sneaks around the back and, and tackles him. The ship self-destructs, though. So they don't get the ship. These ships... It's it's almost like the aliens have a way of dissolving the ship or making it blow up because the one in the water dissolved and then this one like caught on fire, but they did grab the alien. So now they have him in this autopsy room. It's not an autopsy room, like a doctor's whatever, and they're like trying to interrogate him and the alien ain't saying nothing. He's just blinking his eyes and being weird, and they're very they're green and you know they they look they're humanoid, but they look a little different so you can tell what's what. And the doctor's like, okay, well, I'm, you know, if you don't talk, I'm going to have to give you this stuff that makes you talk. And, he, and they have this conversation. He's like, is it going to kill him? He's like, and the, guy, the other guy's like, literally goes, I don't know, you know, maybe. It's not really tested on aliens. And you're like, okay, well. So he injects him anyway and says, well, here's, you, here's your chance. And he doesn't talk. He, They don't really establish that. The doctor kind of just turns around and injects him. And I, and I kind of think... If you're interrogating somebody and they're strapped down on a table and you're like, okay, if you turn around with this big syringe and say, look, man, I- I'm going to inject you with this. You, If you're going to talk, you should probably talk now because I really don't know if you're going to live through this. If you kind of break it down on that level, I think it would have went, a- he might have talked. I don't know. I mean, maybe not. Maybe I don't know how military interrogations work. But I'm. But most logical people, if you give them an option and you say, I- "I'm not gonna stab you with this crap," uh, unless you, if you start talking, maybe they'll start talking. Uh, it's worth the effort, you know. And then if they don't, okay, well, there it is. So the doctor injects him, and the alien kind of goes, and then, then flatlines and dead, you know. And that's when they cut him open again. It's transplants. It's all transplants. So now. There's a submarine from Shadow floating around, and they see an a- they see the UFO come up out of a volcano. Oh, I forgot to say this, and I don't know how I forgot to say this. I don't know if the UK says them this way or not. They call them UFOs. UFO. Like, you know, in America we say UFOs. They call them UFOs? Or maybe this guy that was decided, this actor decided to say UFOs? Because they call them UFOs the whole movie. And then the very last scene, they are like, oh, we blew up that UFO. And you're like, wait, now what? Hold on. Did they just redub that? Probably an American redub that one time. Cause, so the UFO, they find this UFO come out of this thing. And then the submarine's like, oh, they've been following this this underwater cable. And that's where they're stealing 
energy and there's also energy from this thing. So now it's on. And the captain's like, well, now I'm going in. And he's like, enough of this pussyfooting around. So the commander, uh, Commander Stryker and uh, Colonel Paul Foster kind of, uh, they take the submarine down and they got their wetsuits on because 70s love wetsuits too. And they were like, okay, if we're not back in an hour, shoot, torpedo this thing. And the submarine's like, really? And they're like, yeah, if I'm not back in an hour, blow it up. So the ticking clock. So they swim up to this thing using the little... Oh, no, they don't. Yeah, they had, like, some kind of pod. They, they showed it from really far back, though, because they didn't have the budget. So they get there, and they cut open this, like, little glowing orb thing, and then they they climb in. And this is where it's very shagorific, you know. The walls are all those, like, white uh, kind of frosted plexiglass with, like, different colors beaming around behind them. You know, it was very, very uh, 60s and 70s, especially, I think, 60s, 70s UK had a lot of that. I think it's very cool. I do love the look of it, and I love the... There's some of that stuff I think works. I, you know, I, I always think about, like, if I ever built, like, a some kind of a crazy arcade or something like that, I would try and build some of those light panels that have the weird lights going on behind them because it's just kind of a lost art. Very cool. So anyway, they're sneaking around, and then they happen upon this room... And they kind of like, they peek in, and they're like, what's this about? And it's the exact replica of the command center from the lunar module, and they're, or from the lunar command center. And they're like, wait, what? And all the people, the aliens come in, and they all look like the people from, the, it's the same actors. It looks like the same people from the, from up in the lunar base. And they're recording things to say, saying, oh, you just let those alien ships through. They're going to be attacked. They're going to be engaged by the Earth defense. And they're they're rehearsing or they're they're recording this entire conversation kind of with clipped together pieces of the voices of the actual uh, you know army base that kind of formulates them saying, "Hey, let these let these UFOs through because it's okay." You know, it's like a subversive way that they're going to attack Earth with this wave upon wave of UFOs. I say UFOs. I'm just saying UFOs because you know I want to be authentic. And um, and they're like, and they're like, wait, what now? You know, like, and then the aliens all they all leave, and they're like, okay, well, we got all that squared up, and now we're gonna do this subversive thing that makes it that you can, that will be able to attack Earth with these two waves of the but. The the thing is, there's only a couple minutes left before the the torpe- the the submarine starts blasting them with torpedoes. So one of the they say let's split up and then we'll go. And I was like, well, why would you have split up? You, you you came here together, but whatever. So the one guy splits up and he leaves and he gets back to the submarine and he's like, no, keep we're 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 doing this. We're gonna blow this sucker up. And then uh, the commander. Uh, Commander Ed Stryker, he gets into a fight with there's one alien dude. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna fight you, and and they do a lot of judo chops and flips and stuff like that, and it, it doesn't really go anywhere. But you're like, okay, whatever. So they fight it out, and and of course he gets away and he puts on the suit, and then they start shooting torpedoes, <clears throat> blowing up this underwater UFO base. And then they're like, oh, no, the commander's dead. And he's like, oh, nope, there he is. So he did get out. <clears throat> I thought maybe they were going to do sometimes TV movies, especially in the 70s, were a little bit darker, man. They 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 were a little bit more grim where 
they would show a person die. They would show the aliens win sometimes, and uh, it's 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 okay, you know. And it was kind of cool to see that America's films do not do that anymore. They they don't ever like good always triumphs. Even though in real life, good never triumphs. Like look at our state of affairs right now. Uh, but but you know so but so I was like eh, maybe they're gonna kill this guy off because they did show him being a real jerk the whole movie. But then he got away and they're like yay and then they show like the energy charge go up to the volcano and blow up the whole thing. So the whole Earth subversion of the UFOs is now gone. But now you're like uh oh. Now the wave's coming. So now there's two waves of these UFOs, but I think they're just cruising in going, ha ha, we're going to just go right in because they're going to have this, they're going to, you know, they will have uh, fooled them into letting us pass. But that's not the case. And they're like, nope, we blew them up before they got that uh, that fake uh, transmissions out. Now they're like, okay, launch attacks. And so they show the, on the lunar thing, they have a couple trucks with the, the, like the missiles and then you know, and then they show the 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 guys the the I forget what they call them the um the hell did they call them There was some weird they called some, like the sky oh it was a skydivers that's what it was uh, skydiver one skydiver two that was the name of those like the 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 sh- the the fighter pilots so the skydivers take off from the water and now they're attacking the UFO UFOs and the lunar modules are shooting up and they show like one or two of the aliens get off a shot and. They they hit one of the su- the satellites to know it doesn't matter and then they they do a little bit of damage to the lunar base but yay for us you know the, the Earth wins all the all the flying saucers are dead and uh, Shadow wins and then at the very end you're like okay yay for yay for Earth I guess and then at the very end you know the colonel walks up to to his uh, uh, uh the commander walks up to the one of the colonels and he's like. Yeah, you you know how you've been you know, you've been looking for your sister. Well, it turns out, remember that scene in the beginning of the movie? Yeah, that was your sister, dude. And they're like, oh no. He was like, so your sister's. He was like, that alien autopsy that we did on that dude that died. Turns out the heart was belonged to your sister. So your sister was harvested for parts, like a you know like a like a Kofor's you pull it, and and that's sad. And he's like. He's like, oh, that that sucks for me. And he's like, yeah, it sure does. And he's like, hey, you can't tell your parents how she died, because at first he's like, you don't want to, you don't want to know how she died. She's just dead. And he's like, no, I have to know. That's when he says, well, she was harvested for parts. And he was like, well, that sucks. And he's like, well, you can't tell your parents. And then they show this funeral, and then they show a coffin going into the furnace, which I don't, I don't know if you do that. I don't think people watch that, but this in this movie they did. And uh, maybe some religions do that. I don't. I, I wouldn't want to do that. And then, uh, then they go, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, great." And, and then he he says something about, "Oh, a funeral without a body, and what what a, what a sad way to go." And oh well, folks. But 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 that's all. Yay, shadow secret organization. The end. And I was like, huh. I don't know. I don't. I, I at the end of this one, I didn't know how to feel about it. It was kind of, it, I, not pointless. It wasn't pointless. It, like the story was there. You know, it was a story about defending Earth and the UFOs. They didn't give the they didn't give the invading UFOs enough, like personality. They they were just nothing. 
could have been robots. They could have been little bunnies with space helmets on. They didn't emote. They didn't talk. They didn't do nothing. So the the invading forces were nothing. And then and, and, and then the people that were doing their stuff were just, you know, Johnny Squarejaw and, and Commander Jerkface. And, and they're just the same dudes as, you know, and, and that's it. So nobody, like, yes, they did show us, to, you know, they defended Earth successfully against this grouping, but there wasn't enough emotional attachment. You didn't care because you're like, whatever, you know. And maybe the show's had more of that. Because if you're cutting up three shows to make a movie, well then obviously there's lots of bits laying on the on the cutting room floor. So you know, you'd have to think they'd have to show love triangles and all that kind of shit to make it like, oh look, you know, this commander loves this broad and then you know, there's some intrigue about this. But they just trimmed it down and said, Well, here's your here's your movie and yay for that and it was like, eh, I don't know. I didn't hate it. Um but it but it was nothing I don't know I don't know if I would remember this movie in like a month. It's just kind of like one of those things where you're like, eh, whatever, you know, I don't know. I like sci-fi movies a lot, so I thought I would dig this one, but no, I didn't. It was just whatever it was. This one's going to be straight down the middle five. I mean, there's so many other ones that do it better. You know, watch watch some of the original Battlestar Galacticos if you want to see. At least those, those, you know, the evading forces of those had some, they were, you didn't like them. They are oh, the Cylons, they're so scary. These are just dudes with, like, whatever, with, like, helmets on their green faces, and they don't talk. That's just a jerk, you know, I don't know. All right, so there you have it. Invasion UFO from 1974. If you, if, if you're a, if you, if you like the UK or if you like the swinging 70s from the UK, you probably dig it. I don't know. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. And it's just one of those, meh, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. Yet I've talked about it for 45 minutes. What are you going to do? All right, that's it for this week. I am toying with the idea of doing The Room next week. I don't know. I I actually was kind of thinking about doing a double feature of uh, Troll 2 and The Room because both of those movies are cult classics and I, I'm pretty sure I won't know why either of them or anything. But we'll see. I, I don't know if I can endure that much. Uh, thanks for listening and we will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Hey, hey, it's your old pal Krusty for my new pork sandwich, The Clogger. If you can find a greasier sandwich, you're in Mexico. (laughs) Pour it on, Morris. Give it everything she's got. The answer is to keep